It's the moment you've all been waiting for. This is the inaugural episode of the Gucci Scoop. It's your co-host, Stephen, and it is my honor to introduce the person you all want to hear from, Gucci. Hey everyone, finally ready to bring you episode number one. So let's get right into it. Let's hear about how this idea came to be. What is the Gucci Scoop? Yeah, for sure. The Gucci Scoop came to life because I wanted to create this podcast that felt like you're sitting in your living room with all your best friends drinking wine or a warm cup of coffee and you're just laughing and you're debriefing the best things that everyone around the world is talking about. Gucci Scoop is about pop culture, it's about fashion, it's about trends, movies, music, and it's just about not taking everything in life so seriously. So we're going to introduce each other with a few quick facts, a top three if you will. We'll keep it short and sweet and just give you a little taste of our personalities. So let's start with Steven. My first fact about Steven is that although he hates carrots, he lies to everyone and tells them he's allergic, when in fact he's not. That is, I will neither confirm nor deny that. My second is that, without fail, every time someone gets into Steven's car, he will just time and time again tell them that it's the Kelly Blue Book 2020 car of the year, his Mazda CX-5, and that is a fact. Is that not something to be proud of? (laughs) My third fact about Stephen is that out of all the beautiful men and women in the world, if you ask Stephen who his celebrity crush is, he will without fail tell you that it is Reba. And that woman is pushing 70, 80 years old now. Oh, God. She's not 80 years old. And I think there's a lot worse people I could have as my celebrity crush than the beautiful Reba McIntyre. So... That is Stephen Stewart, everyone. And I think it's also telling because of the physical resemblances that you have with Reba. I think it it checks out. (laughs) What you got for me? Uh, I have many facts about you, but I will keep it to three. First, everybody might not know this. You were an All-American cheerleader in high school. And that's something that you're not shy to tell people. (laughs) That is a lie. (laughs) My second fact to all of the, if there's any males listening in, Gucci used to run around with Jason Tatum in high school. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to one of my besties who did date him. That is true. (laughs) That's amazing. And last and perhaps the most defining fact that I have is that There was a time when you were hanging out at a beach bar with none other than Megan Fox. 100%. Desert dive bar. Megan Fox herself. We'll save that that story for another episode. Okay, everyone. Let's talk about the agenda for today's uh, episode one podcast. So we are going to talk Vanderpump. Duh. Is there anything else you're all here to hear about? Well, hopefully you're interested in Taylor Swift's tour. We have a movie called A Man Called Otto 
What else are we chatting? The Kardashians, maybe a little throwback Jersey Shore, and a trivia game at the end. How could we not? Okay, so the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's get right into it with none other than the Scandaval Vanderpump Rule drama. Let's do it. Let's do it. Steven, you are a new Vanderpump fan. Let's talk about how months ago, maybe a year ago, you went to Vegas. I asked you to bring me home a Vanderpump souvenir mm-hmm. from Lisa's garden in Vegas. You brought it home. You had no idea who they were, right? The first I had heard of Vanderpump was in Caesar's Palace. I was walking to my room and I saw this restaurant that looked like it would be up your alley. Naturally, I asked you, do you know what this Vanderpump business is? Because it's all over the place. I mean, there's lines like, you know how large the casinos in Vegas are. The lines were out the door. People were saying that they had reservations for over a year just to eat at this place. That I checked out the menu. I mean, it looked good, but I don't know if I'd wait a year for it. <laughs> and... So I, I spent an exorbitant amount of money on a little candle that I brought home. And ever since then, I, I feel like I picked the right time to start paying attention to these Vanderpump people. That you did. Because maybe six months later, we hear that the new season's dropping. And we hear that Scandaval is taking place, right? And let me tell you the moment I knew this was happening. Funny enough, I'm sitting on my friend Mark and Andrew's couch in West Hollywood. All of a sudden, the news breaks. Everyone's freaking out. We hear Sheena punched Raquel in the face. Maybe, maybe not. I'm like, well, Mark, Andrew, let me look up how far we are from Schwartz and Sandy's in case we need to go get the scoop. We're 1.3 miles. Long story short, if you don't already know, Tom Sandoval had been in a relationship for pushing a decade, right? Raquel, also known as Rachel, (laughs) if we're going by her biological name. She's in the friend group. She's hanging out with everyone. Ariana, Tom Sandoval, significant other, loves her. They're friends. All of a sudden it breaks that they have been having a six-month-plus relationship. And the news hits the media, right? What's your initial reaction? Whenever I first learned of this, and I mean, I saw it on Twitter, and I I thought, I can't, this, I can't possibly be understanding this correctly because there's two Toms involved. She's having, she's, somebody's mixing up the Toms, is what I thought. I was like, blah, blah, more drama, whatever. And then (laughs) you dig into it, it is the most ridiculous like unbelievable you couldn't have written it better drama that we all had the pleasure of witnessing (laughs) come out in real time a dream so let's talk about this i feel like a lot of people gave raquel a lot of heat in the beginning which now that we're watching this season lala said it perfectly she's like i would not trust you with my man period end of story right Raquel made out with Schwartz right after Katie and Schwartz got divorced. It was messy. It was messy. There could have been overlap there. I think there was overlap there, if I'm being honest. Long story short, 
The question I want to know is, do you think Schwartz knew? Do you think Schwartz knew his best friend was hooking up with Raquel? Well, you know, I think it's it's really hard, I think, for him not to have known. I think yeah. Schwartz, after he saw, because it played out pretty quickly. I mean, it was a couple days of where it was really like the meat came out. And I think that immediately, obviously, rightfully so, there was backlash against Raquel and Sandoval. I think Schwartz saw that. He probably talked to his PR team and they said, uh, look, your affair, uh, and he had an affair with her, period, point blank. That was different. It was a whole lot different than this Sandoval and Raquel thing. So I think that he made a decision that his story going forward was that, wow, I had no idea that Tom and Raquel were doing this thing. When in reality, you think about it and you're watching, you know, the, the episodes. Uh, a lot of times whenever these alleged like big affair nights happen, right, they point back to a couple where it was, you know, really messy. Who was right there next to Sandoval? Schwartz. You know? Exactly. I mean, how could you not know? I think there was something fishy going on. There's no way that that Schwartz didn't know. And I think further proof is, is that every time before it all comes out, right, whenever they're still filming going on, there's a couple people sticking up, you know, for these actions. And it is both of the times. Absolutely. Which leads me into this interview I came across, right? So this interviewer asks Tom and Tom. Okay, they're both standing there. This is before the affair breaks. So if you two had to be in a throuple, who would you be with? To which Schwartz looks at Sandoval and immediately says, didn't that already happen? I mean, at that point, red flags. I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. So here's... Here's where else I have to go with this. Painful to watch Ariana and Sheena defend Raquel, like, to the death all season long in their confessionals. They are saying they trust her in the same bed as their men. She's the most down-to-earth, loyal friend there is. Watching that air last week and the week before, I mean, I was mind-blown. I feel so bad for them. It's painful to see. It's also embarrassing. And up until this point... I mean, Raquel's playing the innocent card time and time again, right? These are my true friends. This is going to be the best year of my life. Sis, buckle up. Ariana literally said she would trust Raquel sleeping in the same bed as Tom. So last thing we'll say here, because we'll get into this in future episodes as well as the season continues. March 3rd, the affair is announced, right? March 23rd, the reunion airs. Here's some things we've heard. Number one. We've heard that Sheena and Raquel are not allowed to be in the same seating chart with Andy Cohen because Raquel had not yet dropped the restraining order she had on Sheena. Supposedly, they were on Watch What Happens Live. They go out for dinner and drinks after the news breaks. Rumors flare that Sheena punches Raquel in the face and throws her phone. Sheena, if anyone watches Watch What Happens Live, admits to throwing her phone but does not say that she punched her in the face. Long story short, charges drop, right? But not before the reunion. So we know they can't have Sheena and Raquel on stage at the same time. 
we hear from Andy, it's the craziest reunion he's ever filmed. And we hear that there's an altercation between two of the castmates. Would you like to place your bet on who that is? My guess out of left field here is James and Schwartz. I think what we're going to see is Schwartz and Sandoval heavy coming. I mean, heavy coming out, you know, kind of trying to play the victim card as much as they can supporting Raquel. And I think that, you know, that in hindsight, like really despicable move that James did, or excuse me, that Schwartz did on the beach talking about Rachella. I think that's all going to come back up. I'm here to see it. Frankly, it could be anybody and I would be ecstatic. I think it's going to be awesome, but that's my guess. I think if I'm putting my vote in, I'm going Lala. I'm going Lala Raquel. I go back and forth between Lala and Raquel and Lala and Sandoval, but I'll say this. Lala is a girl's girl, and that I value till the day I die. And I think that Lala is going to take the position of defending her girl squad, Ariana included. And I think that she goes head to head with Rachel or Tom Sandoval. I think that Lala is going to come out with the poised kind of like, I told you all, I knew it all. Like, I think that's going to be her mentality coming out of this. Because she does. I mean, she has 100% been right from the beginning. Like, she she sniped that from the rafters. She's got this down. And now I think she's going to come out and be like, I told every single one of you here. And she has the upper hand 100%. So with that, we're going to table the Vanderpump conversation for a minute. We'll bring it back around in episode two coming out next week. Let's get into Taylor Swift's tour. This is the Taylor Swift era's tour. We'll start from the beginning when Taylor Swift announces this tour. Fans go crazy. Everyone wants pre-order and Ticketmaster crashes. Did you think Taylor was going to be the one that crashed Ticketmaster? You know, I've, I've remembered in the past a couple times Ticketmaster's like been slow or people got their tickets and then they removed them from their cart. Stuff like that's happened in the past. I am very hard pressed to find excuses for Ticketmaster. I think that Taylor Swift, who hasn't toured in however many years, several years, announced her tour and people knew there was going to be a lot of people that wanted to see her. People that can liked her whenever they were growing up and now they can afford their tickets and want to go see her. Um, I find it hard to believe that Ticketmaster did not have the um, technical support to handle that. That being said, did I think it was going to be Taylor Swift? No. It's impressive. So a few things with the Taylor Swift tour. One, I'm, I'm interested in the outfit changes, naturally. I'm interested in the Louboutin red bottom heels. I'm interested in the wristbands. I really am. That changed to the beat of the music. Those things are all a little bit surface level. Now let's dive into some things that have been a little more attention grabbing. Like the fact that dating rumors are flying about her, Taylor Swift, dating the 1975's Matt Healy, right? Well, guess what? He played with the opener night two of the Nashville Airs tour. That's an, that's an eyebrow raise, right? Are the rumors because he played or are the rumors in addition to him playing rumors came out before he played oh. so the rumors support 
Well, then we might be in for another really good Taylor Swift album. <laughs> so let's talk about this because the the concerts are still playing out. We're going to try to snag tickets to the Chicago tour date, right? Let's talk about if you had to pick Taylor Swift's best era, what are you going with? My favorite Taylor Swift era is the era I remember having to sit in the back seat of the car while my dad drove my sisters to Target to get her album. I remember listening to hours and hours and hours and hours of it and not liking it at the time, but hindsight, there's some bops. Wait, what even album is this? It's just called Taylor Swift. Whatever album this is, that's my favorite era. <laughs> you are talking about the Taylor Swift era, 2006, simply titled Taylor Swift. Now, you are a relatively new Taylor Swift fan, is that correct? I held off on Taylor Swift for a long time, and I'll be honest with you. It was mostly because everyone was freaking out about her. And I was like, listen, I have never been the biggest fan, but looking back, did I know every song? Yes. So kudos to Taylor on that. I became a fan when the Folklore album launched, right? Now, every time I'm in a long car ride or I have music on while I'm working, it's 100% shuffling Taylor Swift. So with that, I'll say this. I love the Reputation album. I'll be honest. I think that's when she really came into her own, started doing her own thing. Speaking her mind, powerful, doing her thing. But Lover is very sweet. And so I'm going to say when two worlds and two moods collide are the back-to-back albums, 2017, 2019, Reputation, and Lover. That's what I'm going with. Interesting. I think that it's undoubtable. I mean, she has left quite the impact, and she has now the crown of the one who broke Ticketmaster, which nobody else can say. All right, let's get into movies, right? We said we're going to talk about a little reality, a little music, maybe some movies thrown in there. And we had a big movie moment this week, right? Let me paint the picture. It's a Sunday morning, slow morning. Can't figure out what to watch. We decide to turn on Netflix number one movie of the week. A Man Called Otto, starring Tom Hanks, right? Big mistake. Disagree. We have very opposite opinions on this. And I'll tell you why. I need a good cry every now and then, right? This movie was the perfect blend of taking a life lesson, incredible actors, and a beautiful story, tying it in a perfect bow, and presenting it to me on this Sunday morning. You have very different opinions. Let's talk about that. Look, and I'm not going to get into the plot. I don't want to spoil it. But... What I, when I watch a movie, I am of the opinion that if you leave feeling sad and disappointed or alone, I don't like that. I want to leave a movie feeling happy. I felt sad. I'm not going to get into it. Let's just say there was tears by one of us. I'm not going to say who it was. So... Everyone go watch it because there's this moment at the end where everything comes full circle, right? And I'm doing the whole hand over my face, trying not to let Steven see me absolutely breaking down as everything starts to come all together in this beautiful full circle moment. Long story short, Steven 
as this beautiful ending plays out, gives out this loud chuckle like, aha, because you're just in disbelief of everything going on in the moment, right? That's about the same time as I could not hold my cry in anymore. So the gasp for air that you get when you're sobbing, crying came out and I, I couldn't hold it together anymore. So with that, what did I do? I texted everyone I knew and told them to watch A Man Called Otto. Simultaneously, I was texting everybody that I knew and telling them never to watch that movie because it was a Sunday morning. I had not emotionally prepared for this traumatizing movie. And then all of a sudden, it's lunchtime. And the only thing I want is to lay, sadly, at the foot of someone's bed. And call a therapist. And call a therapist, which you can't do on a Sunday anyway. Love it. So let's let the viewers decide. Let's let the listeners decide. You guys watch it this week. Comment or message us. DM us on Instagram. Give us your thought. And we'll say who's, who's Team Gucci, who's Team Steven. Let's move into the Kardashians. A family that everyone loves to talk about, right? Are people moving on from the Kardashians? I'll say this. I definitely think they haven't been in the news, the media, social media even, as much as we're used to seeing them. I think World, Balenciaga, all these things have been hard for them to overcome, right? And now we're going to throw Tristan in the mix. I mean, I understand. Tristan, father of Khloe Kardashian's babies. But girl, you deserve a man that loves you day in and day out, period. Steven, I've had to uh, bring you up to speed with the Kardashians, but you have watched some of the most recent season. What do you think? I've seen a little. I've seen a little. I think um, I'm sick and tired of people trying to act like the cheating, sniveling Tristan Thompson is good for Chloe. I think he is a terrific basketball player, and he's fun to watch on the basketball court. And that's where he belongs. He has a wonderful career. He's going to live a terrific life. He needs to just stay in his lane, and that lane has nothing to do with Calabasas. Oh, you even know where they're from now. We love that. So I'll say this. The Kardashians have a new season of the Kardashians on Hulu, airing May 25th, right? They are holding on tight to this. They're posting the trailer. They're getting it out there, all of the things. If you notice, all the sisters were at the Met last year. And Chris, even Chris. This year we saw Kendall, Kylie, and Kim at the Met, right? No Chloe, no Courtney, no Chris. We don't know where they are. I think that they are holding on tight to that because I think Chris hoped that Courtney's wedding would be the wedding of the decade, right? Wedding of the century. Portofino, documentary made, Travis and Courtney, right? However, it seems like Sophia Ritchie's wedding is getting a lot more talk than Courtney and Travis's. So with that, I think Chris is panicking a bit. I think she's holding on to the new season that's airing. I think she wants to hold on to all these things happening. And I think this season will be pivotal for if the Kardashians remain as relevant as they've always been. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm the Kardashians' number one fan, right? Love the family, always have. Ange and I watch it religiously. That doesn't mean that once you're on top, you stay there. And although I will support them through and through, you got to stay relevant. 
Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta ride out the wave here, right? Of um, the Kardashians. There's no episodes launching right now. There's not a whole lot. Um, maybe they're tied down. They say, you know, we we can't talk about these issues happening um, until they announce on Hulu. And then the Richies, um, albeit a wonderful family, and I'm a big Lionel Richie fan. Um, they don't have the the uh, pop culture war chest that the Kardashians do, and they don't have the genius mind of Chris Kardashian behind them. I have learned a long time ago never to bet against the Kardashians, and I'm not going to start today. I like that. So with that, let's wrap let's wrap this segment up by saying fave Kardashian Jenner. In your opinion, you can only pick one. Who's it going to be? Not a second of thinking. My answer is today, will be tomorrow, and was yesterday, Kris Jenner. I feel like there is no explanation necessary. I'm going to be honest with you. Mine's changed in the past week. It really has. I love, it's always been Chloe. I mean, ask my friends, years and years and years and years of Chloe Kardashian forever and always. However, I want to have a girl chat with her and let her know she deserves the world. If a man's not treating you right, we move on. So with that, I'm going Kim Kardashian. She went back to law school. She's fighting for these new cases of wrongly convicted prisoners. Meanwhile, she's killing the fitness skims and business game. She's legendary. I'm going Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and I think that is an excellent segue into our next topic, which is a throwback, Jersey Shore. I think that I learned more about who Khloe Kardashian is ever since I saw the clip of her talking about how she told Snooki to kick the curb whenever she was trying to come hang out. And anybody who speaks bad about my girl Snooki is not a friend of mine. So let's paint the picture for the listeners, right? We were watching The Bear, which I highly recommend. And then we were like, okay, we need a feel-good show just to turn on Nights when we get home from work, we're relaxing, cooking dinner, not really paying much attention, but we want to show on. So what do we choose other than the one and only Jersey Shore, right? I had seen clips. Steven hadn't seen it yet. Long story short, we start from the beginning. I mean, this has got to be the throwback show of the decade. This show is entertaining. It's a great mix of personalities. And nonetheless, you can turn it on. You don't have to watch every second. It's a feel-good show, right? Where we're at now, we just finally made it to Jersey Shore Family Vacation, but we watched all the seasons before. Couple questions here, not too long, because this is not the topic of our episode. I want to know your favorite and least favorite castmate and the best phrase of the show. I think my favorite castmate, Snooki. I think I said that earlier. Um, Vinny is a close second. And my least favorite is probably... It's between two people. They happen to be in a relationship for most of the seasons. I think Ronnie takes the cake. He is a big-time turd um, a lot of the time, and frankly, I think he was just a filler in the show. Um, So he's going to be my least favorite. What do you got? These are hot takes. These are hot takes because neither Sam nor Ronnie are my least favorite. My least favorite is 10 out of 10 times Mike the Situation. Mike is... Rude, degrading, so harsh on all of his roommates. A man clearly out for himself. It sounds like you're describing Ronnie to me, but all right. (laughs) 
And my favorite, I'm giving it to JWoww. I really am. She will throw hands when she needs to, period. And although Snooki is more so the focus, gets the attention, brings the great lines, JWoww's her right-hand woman. So I'm going, I'm going JWoww favorite, Mike the Situation least favorite. Yeah, you know, Mike is terrible. And um, the way he talks about people is terrible. And we'll wrap this segment up because a lot of you probably aren't watching it right now with saying the best phrase from the show, which I think we can unanimously agree on is the cabs are here period with that we're going to go into our last segment and this is going to be a trivia game that steven's put together i have no clue what he's going to say so i take no responsibility for this but i'll hand it over to you yeah let me explain so how this is going to go um is Allie is trying to get the most points she can the most amount of points she can get is 10 um the way that this game works is I will ask five trivia questions. This week's topic is the Kardashians. And she gets uh, two points if she can answer without the options. If she needs the options um, to the question that I ask, I will give her three, and she gets split from those. If she gets it correct, she will get one point. If she you know, doesn't get it right, obviously she doesn't get any points. So she can say, oh, I need the options for that one. And then um, I will give them to her. Otherwise, she has the option to answer without. Love it. Let's get into it. So, again, this week is Kardashian-themed trivia. Question one. What sister appeared in PETA's I'd Rather Go Naked campaign in 2012? Oh, 2012. So that feels young to be the Jenner Kendall crew. And I'm not going to ask for the I'm not going to ask for the options because it's going to be Courtney Chloe Kim. Right. And I'm going to go Courtney, I'm going to go Courtney Kardashian. All right. Question number 2. What year did Keeping Up with the Kardashians first air? Oh, good question. I think Keeping Up With Our Kardashians first aired, hopefully I'm not wrong here. Well, let's do this. Let me hear the options. The options are 2005, 2007, or 2009. I'm going to that. I'm going to go 2007. All right. Very good. Question number three. What was the theme of Northwest's first birthday party. 100% I know this. They called it something slightly different, but much like the Scandal situation, I'm going with the Coachella theme. This was when Kim was big in her like hip girl era. I'm going Coachella. Do I have to give you the exact name or can we go with Coachella? I would like the exact name. If I possible. think it was something like, um, no, not Chai Chella. I'm going, mm, I'm going Kid Chella. Okay. Moving on to question four. Question number four. Where did Courtney Kardashian attend college? Oh my gosh. All right. Let me get options. 
All right, your options are the University of California, Berkeley, the University of California, Los Angeles, or the University of Arizona. Really? I'm going to University of California, Berkeley, in, in which case? Question number five. Who is Caitlyn Jenner's oldest son? Oh, my goodness. Well, Brody's my favorite of Caitlyn's sons, but I don't think he's the oldest. I'm going to need the options because I can't. Oh, 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 I know. Um, it's not Brody. It's, and they're all Bs. It's Brandon. It's Brandon. Is that your final answer? Final answer. All right. It's time for the answers. Question number one. Which sister appeared in PETA's I'd Rather Go Naked campaign in 2012? Gucci responded with Courtney. The correct answer is Chloe. Wow. So Gucci is on the board right now with zero points. Disappointed. Question number two. The question was, what year did Keeping Up with the Kardashians air? Had to be 2007. Gucci took the options. And Gucci answered 2007. That is correct. Uh, Gucci's on the board with one point. Question number three was, what was the theme of Northwest's first birthday party? After a little bit of deliberation and walking through the exact name, Gucci responded with Kidchella, much like Rachella. The correct answer is, Kidchella. Oh boy, on the board again. Three points. Three points of a possible six. Number four was which college did Courtney attend? Gucci took the options. Her options were UCLA, UC Berkeley, and the University of Arizona. Given those options, Gucci selected the University of California at Berkeley. The correct answer is the University of Arizona. No way. Gucci sits at three points of a possible eight. Last question. Gucci's feeling confident with this one. What is the name of Caitlyn Jenner's oldest son? I feel good about this. Gucci took the, or did not take the options. And she said that the oldest son's name is Brandon. If she would have took the options, she would have known that the available options were Brody, Burton, or Brandon? The correct answer is Burton. So out of a possible 10 points, your host, Gucci, scored three. Interesting. We got to start from the bottom to get to the top. A little bar to pass up next time, right? Well, thank you all for tuning in today. I'm just going to say thank you so much for being a part of this journey, sending in all your comments and your fun thoughts about this podcast and being part of it. We have had a blast hyping it up to this point. You can expect episodes weekly. And until then, be sure to reach out to us at the Gucci Scoop Podcast Instagram. And we would love to chat. We love you all. Talk to you next week.